It's time for JT the Brick. The Raiders need a wake-up call right now. If you don't progress and get better, they will cut you or trade you. You don't throw the ball out of bounds when you're down eight. There is no excuse for that. Everybody knows that my philosophy is to play faster. Don't huddle up when you don't need to huddle up. Make the play simpler. Run simpler plays and run them faster. Run them until you're blue in the face and don't leave practice until the janitor says we're closing the lights out. You guys got to go home. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. Give the ball to Devontae, Jacoby, and Hunter and Michael Mayer. I don't care who the sixth receiver is. GT the Brick. Too many people are getting comfortable. Smarter, faster, more explosive players who are disruptors. Everything that you could read that was negative and wasn't positive in this game, I gave you in the first five minutes of the show, and I do it five days a week on my radio show. There's no sugarcoating here. You're a Raider fan. Act like it. Get behind the team. And now, uh-oh, here's JT the Brick. Welcome back. JT, back with you. Brought to you by Resorts World, the super resort right there on the Strip. Have you been there lately? They're activating more and more of the property from their retail shops to all the great bars and restaurants that they have there. I love Doghouse Saloon. It's a fantastic place to be. Doghouse Saloon has the sports book in the sports bar which is really a nice concept here in town. One of the things I don't like about Vegas is when you go to a casino and the sports book is in the middle of the casino. I'm not a fan of that. I like the sports book tucked away where you got to go find it and then you can sit with sports fans and it doesn't get in the way of the vibe of the casino because, quite frankly, you know, I'm not a big sports book guy. I'm not. I don't go to the sports book unless I got friends in town and I don't spend nine hours a day in a sports book. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But you know, Bobby, all the gamblers realize if they spend nine hours in a sports book, you know, some people make $100 an hour, $45 an hour, $50 an hour at a job. We got construction workers, police officers, school teachers. If you're going to sit in a sports book nine hours a day, you better be right more than 54% of the time because you don't get paid to sit in that seat. Unless you're winning. And, again, I love Doghouse Saloon because you can go there, you can eat, you can watch, you can listen to music. They got shows, and then you just slide into the sports book and place your bets. Head on out to Resorts World. Good weekend. Weather's great today. I got up this morning, and I did not know today was the 44-year anniversary of Miracle on Ice. Miracle on Ice, the United States beating the Soviets to go on to win the gold medal in Olympic hockey. I believe... This is me personally, and I want everybody to think about this because this is a topic I'm throwing out. I believe this is the biggest sporting event of my lifetime, of my lifetime. Okay, I'm in my mid-50s. I look at life. Uh, Secretariat winning the Belmont and the Triple Crown. Secretariat and the dominance is on the Mount Rushmore. You can't take it away. Don't, 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 don't tell me you, can take the, you cannot take Secretariat and the Miracle on Ice off, the, off that. Those two have to stay. Now, I got people saying Cubs of 2016, 2004 Red Sox, whatever it is. I'm not talking about what you believe is your favorite. So please listen to the topic. It's not what you think is the best moment of your life. It's what is actually the biggest moment. Ali Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Bigger than anything that's ever happened in UFC. Are you joking? Ali Frazier? You compare that to UFC what? What? What Tito Ortiz you compare to Ali Frazier? Have you lost your mind? So I believe Miracle on Ice 44 years ago. Let's listen to this. Hopefully it brings back, if you were alive during that time, great memories.
There it is, Al Michaels on the call on ABC. I remember that like it was yesterday. I was in high school in 1980, a freshman, I believe, and to watch that, uh, played roller hockey, come from a hockey community. You know, the Islanders, the New York Islanders, won the Stanley Cup all four years I went to high school, four in a row. And on that soundbite, you heard a guy by the name of Ken Morrow, the defenseman who cleared the puck playing on the Olympic team, Ken Morrow, and then right after Ken Morrow won the Stanley Cup, he won four, excuse me, when he won the Miracle on Ice game, then he went to the NHL and won four cups in a row. That'll never happen. Never happen in any sport. Imagine winning the College World Series and then winning the World Series in baseball four years in a row. That's a record that will never, ever be broken. Imagine winning the college football championship game and then winning four Super Bowls in a row. Never going to happen. So Miracle on Ice was incredible because it was on tape delay. So the result already happened, but it wasn't at a time. That's just when ESPN started that a lot of people didn't know about it. And everybody tuned in for that game. And Herb Brooks gave one of the greatest pregame speeches ever, ever, if they're going to play 10 times, we probably lose 9 out of 10 times what we're going to win tonight. I paraphrase, the speech is unbelievable. And that, to me, in my lifetime, is number one. The number one greatest sporting achievement in sports in my lifetime was 44 years ago today, Miracle on Ice, because of the Cold War. Now you talk about Russia and Putin and Tucker Carlson or this, people get wildly wildly nuts and triggered and become lunatics. Back then, we didn't root for Russia. We wanted to beat Russia more than anything. Anything. More than a baseball rivalry or football rivalry. Nothing was more important than that. And a bunch of guys who came together, bunch of guys from a bunch of small to mid-size and a couple of bigger hockey universities came together as pure amateurs and beat the Soviets. And the Soviets were dominant and great. So I wanted to open that up this hour. If you want to call in on that, we got to mix it up here, man. We just can't talk Raiders when there's no Raider news. This is a bigger than the Raiders today. It's the 44-year anniversary of Miracle on Ice. You name me a bigger sporting event than that. In your lifetime. In your lifetime, something that had a bigger impact. And don't make it a Homer, a Homer thing. Because Ali Frazier, on my Mount Rushmore of the all-time greatest sporting events ever was Ali Frazier one for the magnitude of them, the people that watched. Probably Miracle on Ice, I said, is one for me. Secretariat winning the Triple Crown is on most people's list. And then you go to the Super Bowls, right? And then what's the biggest Super Bowl, the most impactful one? It might have been Joe Namath, Super Bowl three, as the AFL comes through and wins the Super Bowl with the Jets. And Joe Namath's guarantee. There's been other great guarantees in hockey. Mark Messier's guarantee heading into the game six against the Devils. A whole bunch of other things that are personal. But for me, what happened at Lake Placid 44 years ago today in 1980, I believe goes down as the greatest sporting moment of my lifetime. And I'm in my 50s. If you're in your 30s, you didn't see it live. If you're in your 20s, you got to go YouTube it. You don't understand the ramification of what it meant, right? I'm seeing other people come in on the live stream on YouTube. Tyson versus Douglas, February 11th, 1990. That was big. You know, boxing, it's hard to top anything in boxing 
that had to do with Muhammad Ali. It's very difficult to top that. And when it comes to the greatest sporting event, I think what made Miracle on Ice so special is that it was amateur athletes going up against the professional Soviets who were mature, better, legendary team. And I don't even think they took the United States lightly. They knew it was the United States on the other side. They were playing hockey. The Soviets were playing in America in the tiny town of Lake Placid, which I've been to. And for the Soviets, they didn't take us lightly. They just got outplayed. Got a couple of breaks in the game, a couple of big goals. Michael Ruzioni, the great game that was played overall, and it was the perfect storm of what happens in sports. Uh, Night Isle comes in and says the Lakers three-peat would be mine. Uh, I don't think the Lakers three-peat was uh, in the top 20 moments in the history of sports because there were so many bigger, uh, bigger things than that. For Laker fans, it was big. You know, Laker fans had Kobe and Shaq and Phil Jackson and Pal Gasol. But that three-peat, you know, when you look at what happened overall, that's a pretty big deal. So I, I believe that there are moments in our lifetime in sports that bring us together nationally. And most of it has to do with the Olympics. Because in the Olympics, we're all on the same team. We're all rooting for the United States. We're not relevant in the World Cup. I think the women winning the World Cup is one of the great moments in sports history. I really do. I think that's unbelievable. Uh, Those who are saying Hagler-Hearns, Hagler-Hearns was three rounds. It wasn't 15 rounds. Ali Frazier. It wasn't with Frank Sinatra being the photographer that night ringside. I think Michael Phelps winning his Olympic gold medals. I don't have the exact number. Mark Spitz winning seven golds in 72. Fabian jumps in with that, I agree. Those are the moments that transcend the global world of sports more than the regional and the local side of sports. Right? Look, Golden Knights winning a Stanley Cup, was I was there for that. One of the great moments of my life. It's great, but the rest of the country didn't care about it. They don't care about it in the rest of the country. We do here in Vegas. So you got to find something that everybody cares about. And the Miracle on Ice in 1980 was so breathtaking. It was such a brilliant achievement that it just changed sports forever right after that. Anybody who lived through that game and watched that game overall said, oh, my God, what just happened? And it brought us together as a country because of the fear of nuclear war coming with Russia, the Soviet Union, a communist country. And everybody was on edge for that game. And the way television looks today and how we get our information, that was on tape delay. Again, that was on tape delay. It would have been a little bit more different than live, but it didn't affect me when I watched it. I thought it was live. My mom and dad didn't tell me it was on tape delay. My mom and dad didn't tell me who won the game. And when we watched it, my dad had no interest in hockey. My dad, on a scale of 1 to 10, is at a 0 with hockey. Gets a little bit of this Golden Knight stuff now with his grandsons out here. He has other grandsons who are Ranger fans. But my dad doesn't care for hockey. I remember watching that with my dad 44 years ago. You know, 13 years old. Watching this saying, oh my God, this is one of the greatest moments of my life as a fan. And the next day we went out there and played roller hockey on Pine Street in North Massapequa. I remember like it was yesterday and we all were playing roller hockey like we were Olympic champions. It had a big impact on my life. Uh, Two of the biggest events of my life that I attended, I didn't attend 
Lake Placid, obviously, but attending Super Bowl twenty five, wide right, when the Giants beat the Bills, Scott Norwood, wide right, was one of the most important. I wouldn't be on the radio talking to you today if I wasn't at that game. That game changed me. But the Olympics, when you saw Nadia Comaneci, who wasn't from our country, with the perfect 10, or you saw Mary Lou Retton or some of the other performances, Michael Phelps is really on the short list. But where were you 44 years ago today for the Miracle on Ice? And one last cool story on that. A couple of years ago, the Golden Knights welcomed the 1980 Olympic hockey team here. And I, my memory from this going back I think it was four years ago because it was a 40th anniversary, if I'm right. And if I'm wrong, please correct me or tweet at me. But the, the Miracle on Ice guys came out here for a promotion, and it fell apart. They had money behind it. Someone put the trip together, hotel rooms for these guys. This is how these guys make money. They sign their name. These guys always go to card shows and sign pucks and do that. That's how they make a living, some of them. Anyway, so they have this promotion here, and... We're doing something with them on radio, and I find out from one of the players that the promotion fell apart. The money fell out. So these guys weren't going to get paid, or something happened with their hotel rooms. They had a dinner that wasn't paid for. It was really shady. And I was like, oh, my God. So the night that they were paid tribute to by the Golden Knights, I went to that game. And I got a credential, and I went to the game, and I saw some of the guys hanging around. And that night after the game, I walked across. I got a tip that they're all going to be hanging out at the old Monte Carlo, the Park MGM at the center bar. And I went there with a couple of my buddies, and we drank with those guys hard. Those guys were drinking beer, shots. Everyone was coming up to them, buying them a drink and a shot. And I said to Ken Morrow, who's a hero of mine, he won four Stanley Cups in that game. I go, Kenny. This is pretty cool because I've interviewed him before, and he goes, yeah, this happens every, when, every time we get together. And those guys were like rock stars. I mean, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Mark Messier, a different level of hockey player. These guys, when they got together, were absolutely rock stars. So when it comes to a sports moment at the time, that was incredible to me. Never forget it. 44 years ago, it's a trending topic today, miracle on ice, and that was a good movie. Kurt Russell played Herb Brooks. That was a good movie. Matter of fact, I might go back and watch that later tonight with my son because I don't think he's seen it before. Miracle on Ice was a well-done movie, sports movie by Kurt Russell. 702-365-9200. Mitch in Sacramento. Go ahead, Mitch. What's happening? Hey, JT. Uh, Big-time fan. Listen a lot. Um, just wanted to... Chime in on the you know, biggest historic moments. Uh, look, I'm, I'm I'm 31 years old. I haven't lived through some crazy mm-hmm. uh, world impacting events, but I have to agree. Like I've, I I'm a sports buff, so I like to read on these things. And that consensus is definitely that Miracle on Ice is number one, right? And then Frazier is number two. And you could argue that you know it could be flip flopped, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. But I'm just you know listening. I'm thinking, man, if I had a time machine to go back and see something that would impact me, just knowing and hearing about it before. Um, you know, I grew up and was able to even learn about these things from the people that raised me. I'd go back and watch the uh, the the play, you know, Cal Berkeley, um, that impacted yeah. people that raised me. They were talking about it for years. MJ, the shot, like things like that. Um, but, yeah, I have to agree with you. Uh, 
Ollie Frazier, if I could watch that, that'd be number one on my on my list for sure. And then not too big in the hockey, but that's something that obviously impacted the world the way it did. And mm-hmm. you know, I definitely would have loved to have been a witness to that. So appreciate you kind of mixing yeah. things up, and talking about that today, man. Yeah, I got to mix things up. It's a dead zone. <laughs> There's nothing going on. Uh, I got to mix things up and talk about Miracle on Ice because it's an important story that brings us together. And and for that gentleman who just called, who's in his thirties, you know, you didn't see it, so you got to go watch it on YouTube. And you go watch the game on YouTube tonight. Watch Miracle on Ice 44 years ago on YouTube and watch it. But the problem is it's not going to have the impact on you that it had on us who were living at the time and understood the Cold War. And the fact that the Soviets were so great. The Soviets played us. There's documentaries on it. They played the United States in a build-up to that, those exhibition games, and just killed us. I think it was 10-3. One of the games, 10-3. We had no chance. What made Miracle on Ice so great, Al Michaels on the call, do you believe in miracles? We had no chance to win. Zero, it felt like, and we win the game. That's what makes sports so incredible, and it brought the country together. Do you have anything you could compare that to? You know, a couple of people have said on the live stream, Henry Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's record. Yes, that was big. An African-American in the Deep South breaking Babe Ruth's record not on steroids, not on performance-enhancing drugs, under the pressure of death threats where every at-bat was looked at with that magnitude, breaking Babe Ruth's home run record for Henry Aaron. Absolutely a moment in American history that would, for me, be in the top ten. I don't know. I wouldn't have it on the Mount Rushmore because the Secretariat, what the Secretariat length of victory at the Belmont and the importance of that for the Triple Crown will never be topped. Even with Triple Crown winners, that will never be topped. And I really believe you got to go to the Olympic Games. Maybe two of the top four moments on Mount Rushmore are the Olympics. Because the Olympics are bigger than sports. Professional sports overall. And when I'm talking about this topic of professional sports, what brought the country together? Not the Kansas City Chiefs. Why do you think I've been going knucklehead crazy over Kansas City and the Swifties and Taylor Swift, and she brought her jet to go to Hawaii to get Travis Kelsey yesterday to bring him to Australia. I saw that coming, man. I saw that coming. The Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl did not bring America together. Miracle on Ice did. Ali Frazier did. Right? The rumble in the jungle. You got to have on the short list. It's got to be Miracle on Ice and something with Ali. Something with Ali. And then Tiger Woods, Masters. His first Masters where he lapped the field. That's up there. I mean, Tiger Woods winning the Masters, his first one, in front of his dad, Earl Woods, and mom, and destroying the field. I'd put Tiger in my top five, six, or seven. I would. Tiger Woods brought the world together for golf. Fred Couples didn't. Great guy. You know, John Rahm. Good golfer. He didn't bring the world together the way Tiger Woods did. So when you look at these topics, Carl Lewis, Carl Lewis and his dominant wins. Mark Spitz is up there, too, in 72, because that was shocking, too. No one knew who Mark Spitz was. Bruce Jenner. Bobby, that's another one I have here. Bruce Jenner winning the decathlon in 76. Oh, my God. How did we not know that? Bruce Jenner coming out of nowhere to win that. And changing the way we advertise with Wheaties and changing the way the amateur athlete, the amateur athlete got paid after winning. 
But Michael Phelps is there because he was so dominant. Phelps just shattered every record, shattered it, and put up numbers in the Olympics that will never be touched, never be touched by a male swimmer again. Allen, Colorado Springs on the flagship of the Raiders. What's going on, Al? Hey, JT, how you doing? I'm doing hey, well. I just caught up. I just caught up with part of what you was um, mm-hmm. asking. And what, what, what I thought about was when Muhammad Ali fought um, George Foreman, I yep. did not think, I think the most of the country didn't think that Muhammad Ali had a chance against Muhammad Ali, especially mm-hmm. the way he destroyed George Frazier, man. I'm just, you know, the way George that, Foreman. he was such a, George Foreman, I'm yes. going to say. George Foreman, I mean, Muhammad Ali didn't have a chance against George Foreman. And especially the way George Foreman destroyed George Frazier, uh, Joe Frazier, George Frazier. That's it, JT. Just enjoy your show, man. Just love you, man. Thank you. That's Appreciate the kind words. Thank you very much. I enjoy you calling in and listening. Yeah, Ali, Muhammad Ali had the biggest impact of any athlete in my lifetime. Miracle on Ice had the biggest impact of any sporting moment in my lifetime. You get what I'm saying here? It's different. Like, you know, Bobby's a Red Sox fan, the curse of the Bambino. So for 2004, you went through my Yankees as my Yankees collapsed and you won. So for the Red Sox fans, that is the greatest moment, clearly in Red Sox history, but it did not galvanize. Yankee fans hated it, so it didn't bring the world together. It brought Red Sox fans together. You know, I don't know about that, but the one thing I can say is I was back in Boston about six weeks after they won, and man, I I had to go to a funeral, long story short, Mm -hmm. go to the cemetery, there were Red Sox hats, pennants, every single, and this thing went on and on the entire cemetery, it was amazing, I've never seen anything like that. I don't know if that galvanizes the world. It sure galvanized New England at that point. Well, it was one of the biggest moments in baseball history because of the curse of the Bambino, going 86 years without winning and winning. Same thing with the Cubs, as people talk about the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs overall was amazing. As Fabian says in the live stream, you can't forget Jackie Robinson and the color barrier. Absolutely. No doubt about it. That That's on that list. When it comes to race, race issues and sports, no doubt that moves it up. But there were so many good moments. <laughs> uh, Pilo Nas says it's like Rocky IV, USA versus USSR. Yeah, Rocky versus Drago. That's why they made the movie. They made the movie because of Miracle on Ice. Sylvester Stallone talked about that. They saw the impact on Miracle on Ice and eventually got around to it in a Rocky movie. I want to play the soundbite that just came in. Mike Greenberg on ESPN. We just got this. This is breaking news. And again, Mike Greenberg... Big, big guy in, in sports media, no doubt, with ESPN. Uh, he was asked about what's going on with Antonio Pierce and the Kansas City Chiefs. This just came in. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like it. I don't like hearing it. And if I'm the league, I'm doing something about it. Hmm. And I'll tell you why. S- protecting the quarterbacks is the most important thing the NFL can do. Patrick Mahomes is the most important player in football. He's as important a player as football has had in a long time. He is right there with Brady and Peyton Manning and Brett Favre as a draw. No one, There is no bigger draw right now in the sport than Patrick Mahomes. Maybe Taylor Swift is the only bigger draw than Mahomes is. You cannot have coaches preaching hurting him. And I understand that he's not going to go so far as to say hurt him, but I'm telling you right now, if I'm Roger Goodell, I'm calling Antonio Pierce. I don't mean to be a fuddy-duddy on this, but I'm going to say, listen, 
I'm going to instruct my officials to be keeping a close eye on Patrick in your games because of what you said. And if I see anything I don't like, we're throwing flags on every freaking play. You want 15 yards on every play? I'll give you 15 yards on every freaking play. You're going to knock out our moneymaker, mine and yours? I'm not interested in it. That's ridiculous. That is a fuddy-duddy. said, I don't want to be a fuddy-duddy. That's ridiculous what he just said. Because Antonio Pierce said what, they, what he said on Max Crosby's podcast, and Mike Greenberg is saying, I'll throw a flag on every play. Give me a break. That's the essence of soft, soft football. He's triggered by something. He's soft, and that's what he's doing. That is ridiculous commentary directed at the Raider Nation by Mike Greenberg, a very successful sports host, very successful in radio, in the world that I live in, and in TV. No problem with that. Not taking anything, but what he just said there was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And that's why we turned around that sound so quickly and had it here for you to hear first. That's Mike Greenberg on Antonio Pierce's comments. Wow. Levi Edwards is going to join us. PGN922 says, crybaby Jet fans. Adam says, that's crazy. It is, but that's why we talk about it on the Raider flagship. We have our own flagship station, and we love it. We're brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence, on this 44-year anniversary of A Miracle on Ice, which was excellence. We toast Remy Martin. We got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. The Mahomes rules. Raider Nation has no problem with that, and that's all that matters. Raider Nation. Brought to you by the Black Hole, the most notorious fans in all of sports. How have you not become a member of the Black Hole? They're giving you an opportunity to become a member. Just go to theblackhole.com, click on memberships, and be a member of the Black Hole. Antonio Pierce was given the same jacket I was given, the varsity jacket from the Black Hole. It is cool. It is unbelievable. You can find all their merch up there at the Black Hole. You also know I go to La Casa Cigars. Mike from La Casa Cigars joins us. Mike, on the greatest moments of your lifetime, where's Miracle on Ice stand there? Uh, that's probably two. Mm, uh, Je- I- I'll tell you why. Uh, Jesse Owens winning gold in uh, mm-hmm. Germany. Yes. Right in front of, uh, right in front of Hitler. I thought that galvanized the country. Mm-hmm. I thought that Absolutely. was maybe... One, one, either one or two. I like Miracle on Ice. I like all your other picks. I really like uh, um, Secretariat winning the Triple Crown. I was just at the track last Sunday, so brought back a lot of memories for me. Yep. Um, but I wanted to comment on Mike Greenberg because I wasn't going to call in today, and uh, I heard that, that sound bite, and I'm running around at the bar, so you got to forgive me. I'm a little winded, but I had to get to the phone because he's ridiculous. <laughs> He's a he's just ridiculous. I mean, first of all, I don't see Mahomes is not the face of the NFL. Every player in the league has a team member. Remember that award they give every year 
for Walter Payton, those mm-hmm. are the guys that are the faces of the NFL. I mean, give me a break. They already protect the quarterback every on every down as it is. He's not, and AP's not saying hurt the guy. AP's saying stop the guy. Mm-hmm. Stop the guy meaning stop his effectiveness on the field. Hit him where it's legal. I mean, he's not advocating illegal activity. Mm-hmm. So for this idiot is who's a disgrace to the name Mike should sit there and go, look, you don't tell the league they need to especially watch that game. They already do that. Yeah. So they already mm-hmm. do that at every Raider game. We already <laughs> know that. They're, it's no different from anything else. I mean, you really got me worked up playing that, oh. that piece. I was ready to just, you know, listen. And, you know, I thought Jesse owns. But when you, you played that, I was like, oh, hell no. Get me to I'm the phone. In in there. I mean, this guy's just nuts. Thanks, Mike. I'll, I'll see you this week at La Casa. I'm coming by. Talk All to right, you soon. Man. You take care. <laughs> take care. Mike at La Casa Cigars. Proud partner of our show. If all of our partners called in, I'd be excited. He's one of our partners. He calls in. Uh, Levi Edwards, kind enough to join us inside the Raider facility. A lot of content brewing here, Levi, as you get ready for the combine trip that you do every year. What are you more excited about this time heading into the combine, considering when the Raiders pick at 13? Uh, just I'm excited just because when you go into uh, NFL draft, you go into a combine, you have your guys that you kind of already targeting, looking at, because it's like, okay, well, you know you have a position of need. This is what you're going to gear towards. And this year, it's kind of uh, more of a complex situation than that Mm -hmm. because the team is at 13, and obviously at 13 there's so many – picks or players that you can go with at that pick but also they could trade up they could trade back so it's one of those things where I can't necessarily just hone in on just one or two guys that I think the Raiders might draft or might be looking at there's about during this combine process of people that the Raiders could take at 13 Mm -hmm. or in later rounds so I'm excited just to really get to work and talk to some of these uh you know really exceptional college athletes from the Mm -hmm. past season and, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a definitely a promising draft, a lot of talent. Yeah, I, that's why we want to have you on, and we'll talk to you after the Combine if we don't get you there because, again, you do a deep dive. You go position by position. You know the Raiders, what they need. So what I love about what you're going to do is you understand that the Raiders have certain depth at certain positions. So I think you're not going to spend a lot of time at a certain position group where the Raiders probably don't need a lot of help there. And you'll cut to the chase and we can find out what the Raiders can really get to improve this team. But you you hear all the noise, Levi. You're in the building about the quarterback and the ability to trade up into the top three. And, you know, you and I are in the same boat. We can't speak for Tom Telesco. But are you surprised at all the chatter nationally about the Raiders going to get a quarterback and how that's a priority? No, I mean, it's not even chatter at this point. Antonio Pierce and Luke Getze have both said themselves, like, hey, we're looking at a quarterback. We need, you know, somebody to kind of, you know, put someone at this position that we feel like can be a franchise guy or bolster it. And also, neither of them have also dismissed Aiden O'Connell potentially being that guy. Mm -hmm. So when you look at it, it's not necessarily like, hey, you know, we're going out here to, you know, get somebody to dethrone Aiden. It's like, hey, we need to bring in competition. We want to see 
two young quarterbacks battle for this spot, and then one of them will emerge, and hopefully out of that one of them. Right. Levi's phone breaking up there for a second. Yeah. Levi, you back with us? Yeah, Bobby, get him on a cleaner phone line. I want to I want to finish off this quarterback conversation. Levi Edwards joins us from the Raiders, probably outside the building now. We'll get him up here on a different phone line coming up. As as he's saying, the chatter, the chatter is about the Raiders going to get a quarterback. We all know that. That's how we're putting together our programming on this channel, the flagship. Every show is talking quarterback, 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 even though Aiden O'Connell is in our back pocket. We know Aiden can play. Aiden played good down the stretch. If Aiden didn't play good down the stretch, maybe Antonio Pierce doesn't have his position. So, Levi, as you were finishing your point about Aiden, who's there, it's kind of a nice luxury to have to have a fourth-round quarterback who played in a lot of important games and won a lot of games that helped the interim coach become the head coach. Most definitely. I mean, this is a guy that you really saw him improve a lot towards the end of the season. He's a guy, he had his he had his growing pains. I mean, it's mm. a rookie quarterback, what you expect. And even if the Raiders draft, you know, traded up and drafted another quarterback, that same guy's going to have, you know, growing pains as well because it's your first year in the league and that's just how it goes. So for a guy that took over midseason, did what he did, won some games, like it was very impressive. And I still am not someone that's going to, you know, just write – this guy off he's is he still the starting quarterback of this team and he's going to have to work his ass off in the offseason to keep his job or someone else could come in and take it and take it away from him uh but i really do think that this is a really good quarterback class Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people are really just focused on three guys obviously the two heisman winners uh williams and Jaden daniels and you you have drake may those are the three guys everybody's looking at but there's a lot of other guys with a lot of talent and you know later in the first round that you could take but also you know day two, day three guys that, you know, could be diamonds in the rough as well. So, I, you know, a lot of people are trying to say, oh, well, if you don't get a top three quarterback, then you're screwed. I don't believe that personally. I mean, I've seen a lot of Michael Penix and I've seen a lot of Bo Nix play, and, you know, both of them are, are guys that could definitely be starters in the league if they're in the right system. So, you know, it's going to be a very, very healthy competition for, for Aiden O'Connell if and when uh, they decide to take a quarterback in this draft. Levi Edwards joins us from inside the Raiders digital team. What can you tell us about Luke Getze? I was out of town for a couple of days. I missed his press conference. What was your takeaway? Because I think he handled it correctly. You're not going to give too much. You're not going to hold anything back. He wants to be a balanced guy. Has to be balanced overall, but a guy who has a lot of run principles. And the Raiders like to run the football under Antonio Pierce. They definitely want to run the ball because they've been good at running the ball. Mm-hmm, yeah. You have Josh Jacobs, who may or may not resign, but you still have Josh Jacobs, who is a top five, probably top three running back in the league right now as we speak. You have Zamir White, who came along real strong at the end of last season for injured Josh Jacobs, and he looks like he could be a potential starter as well. You have guys in place that can run the ball, and you have an offensive line who is a solid run-blocking team. So with that being said, Luke Getze brings those principles along, and also Antonio Pierce, that's something he's been very vocal about wanting for this team, is to run the ball. The one thing I will say about Luke Getze that a lot of people might be misconceived about from the time of watching him in Chicago is I believe that Luke Getze is a guy that will bring in the best system for the guys that he has Mm -hmm. instead of really trying to make his guys fit into a certain system. And what we saw in Chicago is really him trying to put together something that matched the balance of what he was allotted. 
or what was given to him. And so I think a lot of people probably assume that he's a certain type of offensive coordinator, but I think that he's a lot more buried in, in his approach to the game. I think he can do a lot of things, and I think he has a lot of concepts and things that he wants to put into place, and he didn't really have the opportunity to do that in Chicago the way that he could with the offensive talent that's already here in Las Vegas. So I believe that we could see a very different Luke Getze offense schemes and things and you know the the fundamentals and all of those things that will remain the same uh to the core of who he is but I think this offensive play calling that we're going to see from him and the schemes and things I think it's going to be a lot different than what we saw him do in Chicago no doubt about it uh Levi before we go Antonio Pierce made some comments about Patrick Mahomes you know I, I don't want you on the record with this just overall the reaction from Raider fans that like a coach like a coach a lot who speaks his mind He's always pro Raider and excited about the future here. He wants to beat Patrick Mahomes, and it's a big trending topic in sports right now. Yeah, it's. it's uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, JT. I, I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, so do I. It's it's one of those things where he didn't come out and say, "Oh, I'm trying to hurt Patrick Mahomes," or "Oh, I'm trying to knock him out the game," or you know, as he wasn't alluding to anything that was even close to, like, Bounty Gate with the Saints a while ago. Like, it wasn't anything like that. He was stating, like, very obvious, like, hey, this is the best quarterback in the NFL. We're going to get after him. We're going to make it hard for him. And whether he said it or not, there's 31 other teams are outside of the Raiders, I apologize, other teams in the NFL that are trying to play Patrick Mahomes the same way. We just saw a Super Bowl in Allegiant Stadium where the 49ers game plan was, guess what, stop Patrick Mahomes, get after him, put him on the ground. And they did that pretty successfully for three quarters, and then they couldn't finish the game. So it's not like other NFL teams are looking at this and being like, oh, he's trying to hurt Patrick Mahomes. It's, I personally think it's ridiculous. AP, you know, despite you know whatever our recent success has been against the Chiefs, Antonio Pierce, as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, is 1-0 against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Therefore, he can talk his talk because he's walked his walk. Outstanding. Uh, Safe travels to the Combine. We'll either get you on from the Combine, or when you do your recap, we'll look for all your information up at Raiders.com. Thanks, my friend. Most definitely, JT. I'll see you there. You got it. There he is, Levi Edwards, who we appreciate coming on. I do not go to the Combine. Q's going. I think Eddie Pascal's going. All the Silver and Black Productions. Levi and we will plug in with them. Vinny Bonsignor, uh, we'll plug in with them and get their content from the Combine and keep it rolling, man. Find out who are, the, who are some of the hot-button players that the Raiders could be looking at. Because remember, the Raiders are at the Senior Bowl, very active there, and then they go to the Combine. All right, it's time for Raider Nation Radio. Starting off your year with a chance to hit the jackpot. Every day, Monday through Thursday, we jump in here and give you an opportunity to win $2,024. Listen for the daily code and text it to our number, 702-365-9200. Don't call. Text it to the number. The contest opens each day at 7, goes till 5. At the end of Q's show, the code changes daily. So make sure you're listening to Raider Nation Radio every day for the code. And you can hit the jackpot with $2,024 every day. Thanks to Lotus Broadcasting and Raider Nation Radio. And Bobby tells me the code today on February 22nd is Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. Text the code to 702-365-9200 and have an opportunity to win.
like when they give you stuff. I don't want your stuff. I don't ask for anything. Just listen, follow the YouTube page, call the show from time to time, and if we get a chance to help you win something, we are thrilled about that. Let's do it for Vegas because this is a national contest, and we want some Vegas winners. We'll wrap it up on the other side. Miracle on Ice Day. If you have another sporting event that had that big of an impact on your life other than Miracle on Ice, what is it? 702-365-9200. Rugby's coming to town. I'm a former rugby player. We'll have a good rugby interview coming up on Friday, too, as the world of rugby is coming to Vegas. Since when is it players' jobs to educate people on basketball? When did that become a thing? When did that become a thing? Isn't that our job? Isn't that our job? I'll answer. I'll I do that as my I'm, job. I'm, I'm, That's I'm, my job I'm, to educate I'm, people I'm on letting, basketball. I'm letting you speak, and no, then I, I'll I'm, answer. I, I'm, it's our job, Stephen A., to educate mm-hmm. people on basketball. It's okay. our job. And here's the reality. This is the okay. ecosystem we live in. I can do a okay. video on my podcast. I can do a video on my podcast where I break down the last nine games the Pelicans have used Zion Williamson as the primary ball handler and what type of actions that has led to. I looked it up this morning. 54,000 views on YouTube. But I want to call out a coach yesterday. Oh, that gets tens of millions of engagement. That's the ecosystem we live in. So do fans actually want to be educated or not? Mm -hmm. Do they? That's J.J. Reddick. That's a trending topic with Stephen A. And the dog, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, on first take about he went after Doc Rivers. He knows Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers' son came after him. And J.J. Reddick made an interesting point. How many fans, raise your hand, beep your horn, want to get educated on radio? I don't want to educate anybody. I'm not a professor. I'm not the professor of the Raider Nation. I just want to be interactive. I want you to have something to listen to, like... Some days you like it better than others and report on it and call in on it and be excited about it. But J.J. Reddick makes a really good point about engagement now and what fans want. And I'll give you another example. You know, Twitter is a sewer. I participate in the sewer. I always say I'm going to participate less, and I don't. I retweeted a photo of Charlie Woods, Tiger's son. Tiger Woods' son, Charlie. Fired a round of 16 over par. He shot 86 in a pre-qualifying tournament for the PGA. The responses are sickening. And this is a kid. He's a child. It's on nuclear golf. And I tweeted it out uh, to make my point on the responses. This is a young man who's gone through a lot. His parents got divorced. Right? Heavy, heavy duty stuff. I never had to deal with parents who got divorced. Never, had, I don't know what that feels like. I'm not divorced. My parents aren't divorced. And you get all these people going on Twitter, ripping this kid. I mean, these are the lowest forms of human beings on social media. Going after a kid. He's 15. Good God. Good God. The kid is 15 years old. He hits a golf ball a million miles. He's great. He's young. And you got grown-ass men living in their parents' basement eating mac and cheese who couldn't even walk up the stairs, let alone walk around a golf, rip it on Charlie Woods. Just incredible. And J.J. Reddick got a little bit triggered with Stephen A. in regards to this. 
I'm doing a podcast tonight with Looney. Please, I hope you follow that podcast. We've been doing it for years. Got a nice following, JT and Looney. JT and Looney, wherever you get your podcast. And we often talk about social media reaction to certain things. You know, certain things. I watch a lot of things. I lean to the right. Socially, I lean to the left. Politically, I lean to the right. I watch Jon Stewart eviscerate Tucker Carlson. Eviscerate him. I watch a lot of Tucker Carlson. A lot. Over the years, when especially he was on TV, I don't see him much anymore. I, I put it up there, just literal people crying in Twitter, screaming at me <laughs> for five minutes of television that was pretty entertaining. People are so triggered with everything. Do what I did. Just walk the beach of Maui or walk the beach somewhere or walk the Red Rock Mountains. Walk your dog. Walk your dog and take a deep breath. Just social media. Good job today, Bobby. I'm not saying today we had to work. We had to work today. Yeah, we, we don't have to normally work. We had to work today. Okay, it's at the dead zone point now where I text Bobby in the morning and we go, what are we going to talk about? Today was one of those days. Eh, we, and I thought we had a hell of a show because the listeners are great. Everybody on the YouTube live stream, the callers, as always, really lucky. We have some of the best callers in Raider Nation and they find this show every day. And it goes right into Q, who's coming up next, who always has a big show, big lineup. And you'll get in his show for an opportunity to win this contest that we're excited about. You can hit the jackpot with Raider Nation Radio right here on 920. $2,024 a day. Listen to Q to qualify. I'm out of here. No live stream tonight. No YouTube. No radio tonight, which is nice. Uh, Getting settled back here in Vegas. Might go have a cigar at La Casa Cigars. Hope everybody has a great rest of the day. Beautiful day outside. Take advantage of it. More Raider content coming up. I'll see you back here tomorrow, noon to 2 Pacific. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys.